Ah, yep, there we go. It's that time again. Uh, Tate's Take episode number, where are we at now? 78 uh, of Tate's Take, the podcast. We like to call it the best, the most entertaining, the most informational, and the most educational. Don't forget that part. Uh, uh, Podcast, or I'm sorry, the best, the most entertaining, the most informational, and the most educational basketball content on the planet. There we go. In the form of a podcast, Tate's Take. Remember to go and subscribe anywhere you find your favorite podcast. Uh, make sure that you, as we always tell people, you always have a voice here uh, on our program. As you can see there at the bottom of the ticker, feel free to comment below with any of your questions and opinions and so forth as it relates um, to the subject matter. Uh, so go tell everybody subscribe. If you haven't done so already, make sure that you go and do that. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Uh, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell your mama, tell your grandmama, tell your baby mama uh, where they can find all of the best information. And remember to go and follow along on all social media platforms at Tate's Take Hoops, T-A-T-E-S-T-A-K-E-H-O-O-P-S hashtag. You know, we like to call it where basketball lives now. I got a special guest. I'm sure that you guys already know, man, take come with a special guest. You never know who you're going to get, particularly on his show. That's another reason why you want to go and subscribe so you don't have to worry about scrolling through. Oh, what's Tate talking about? You get automatic notification to your phone every single time I go live. So without further ado, I want to make sure I do this part right here and bring my dude in from the green room right now. That would be nobody other than Mr. Lindsey Huddleston, founder and consultant of Sports Psychology Solutions, SPS, just in case you're not familiar with it. Make sure you give him a follow on Twitter. Let's see if I can go ahead and map this thing out for you. On Twitter at H-S-O-L-U-T-I-O-N-S. That's at H-Solutions. Follow him on IG at S-P-S Edge at S-P-S-E-D-G-E, and on YouTube at the S-P-S Edge. Uh, Lens, that's a lot What's to get up? through, man. You, you're wearing a lot of hats, my brother. How you doing? Hey, man, I'm trying to keep up with you, man. I got to have some stuff popping out here. How you doing, man? Man, I'm outstanding, dude. Um, it was only right that I brought you on particularly for this segment because, listen, you know, we were right there when I was in East Lansing visiting, and I had no idea that this was going to happen. Imani Bates ended up being a person that was going to commit to Michigan State at the time, obviously, anyways. Uh, and you obviously was right there, not too far uh, down the road. We actually got in front of the Sparty statue, broke all this stuff down, what it means for Michigan State and so forth. Now things are changing a little bit. So obviously the settings is a little bit different for me than how they usually are. So this is what we're going to do because I'm in Florida and we're going to keep it cool. So this is how we're going to do it. I just, okay. just for my boy lens, this is how we doing this one. <laughs> yeah. That's what <laughs> That's I'm saying. We, hold on. Let me just get my low. Let me just get my low. All the way down. I, I love it. Much. I don't want to get too crazy. Man. I it love ain't it. Number, it ain't nothing. I love it. Lemonade. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, welcome, my dude, uh, uh, Lindsay, to the show, man, and, and really happy that you're here uh, with me. I want to I wanna start off, and of course, we're going to get into all the Imani Bates stuff and what it means for Michigan State and everything else, all of his options that are on the table, which way you think he'll go in terms of where he will land at the end of the day. Um, but I want to start off with this first, more than anything. There uh, uh, seems to be, and I know that Michigan State and Tom Izzo isn't the only ones. But there, is, there appears to be a little bit of a pattern, if you will. Sometimes we've seen it with, um, um, with, um, with, with, with Biggie, um, Purdue. Jeez, um, 
it's is 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 leaving me right now for a quick second. I uh, can't think of the name. Biggie. We're gonna go with Biggie for yep. right now. Um, and then even furthermore, uh, Jalen, uh, Terry over at uh, yep. Oregon now. Yeah. So, it's appearing to be somewhat of a trend. There's some letdowns. Jabari Parker at one point in time, um, even though he didn't necessarily decommit, so that was a little bit different. But welcoming everybody to our victory for MSU segment. Are there concerns there? Why do you think that we're seeing some of this happen, particularly for Michigan State? Because a lot of the guys that it comes down to Michigan State being their final choice or going another way, they don't necessarily usually get as far as Imani Bates did uh, in terms of making a commitment and then decommitting. Uh, but why do you think that we're seeing this from Michigan State uh, and just happening to them way too often, as it seems, especially if you ask Spartan Nation? I got the question, but, you know, I got to – Take care of a few things first. First of all, thank you for having me, brother. Uh, uh, second, uh, what I don't appreciate is not being invited to the pool party. You know, oh, uh, like I say, you're looking like Ghostface Killer in the Tony video. I know, <laughs> ain't no telling what's going on. And third, because I had access to the internet, your man is Caleb Swanigan. Swanigan. Thank you. you know, thank you. Big fella. But you was on it, though. You was on it. No, I think you make a very excellent point, uh, Deshaun, as you always do, you know, um, I'm a big fan of your show, a big fan of you individually. And I know we don't have to go through all these, uh, you know, uh, protocols, but I just want to give you your props, man, because uh, you're the hardest working cat out here. And you were nice enough to say you had me as a special guest, but let's quit playing, man. We turn you on. Ain't no telling who we go see out here. So I'm glad to be in that company. I feel good that uh, my work has got me to this point. So let's get to your question. You know, that's a really good point, man. And, and I think at the end of the day, and because of my relationship with Tom, because of your relationship with the program as well, I mean, they, they know you around those parts as well. I, I think you know that I'm I'm confident in saying, I'm not saying this to be saying this, but I think it's a compliment to Tom because at the end of the day, he's always in the running. Now, one could say always a bridesmaid, never a bride, but these are guys who come with different kind of scenarios. And I think they say to themselves, if I want to go to the NBA and I'm only going to be in college basketball for maybe a year or two, what are some places I can go to that can help me? Now, Duke is always an opportunity, but everybody ain't getting recruited by Duke. You know what I'm saying? Secondly, what do I need? Where am I deficient? And if it's anything dealing with some mental toughness, some physicality that you need, i.e. Jaron Jackson. Jaron Jackson mm -hmm. Jr. had never lifted weights before he got to Michigan State. Wow. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? <laughs> For real, it was Michigan State's weight room, the newly christened Draymond Green weight room that got Jaron Jackson ready, you know, and you know he's a pro and is going to be a, you know, a pro all day. So I think I can really say this about Tom to his credit. And believe me, with Tom, I've had every experience with Tom from him telling him he loved me to cussing me out. And I don't know, it probably was in the same 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 day but or, or within the same week so i just want the listeners to know that i say this to say it's nothing but a compliment because people know if they want a chance to have a long-term career in the nba michigan state is one of those routes and what i will tell you and i'll break this on tate's tape i'll say okay. this i'm kind of talking out of class a little bit but i've sure. been in the breslin practice arena i've been with the assistant coaches that are there I've had them come to me and say, yeah, we just got off the phone with some NBA GMs asking us about players that didn't even come to state. Mm. Players that were recruited by Michigan State. Players that they were looking at in the draft saying, listen, man, 
We didn't heard all this. We know this guy was getting recruited by you. You tell me. So Tom Izzo and his program's influence in the NBA goes without question. And I think people miss that part. So I think the real players, Deshaun, to wrap up on this question, know that, you know what? If I want to plug in the NBA, Michigan State is one of the routes I have to go at. Now, what happens is things may come up. There may be some friction. There may be some conflict. And Tom won't deny that. Tom will tell you, man, he, he's cool with conflict. His staff will tell you they cool with conflict. It's almost like Tom Izzo will try you, and if you can't hold your ground, he don't want to be bothered with you. So with that being said, man, um, I think that was an excellent question that you posed now that I think about that. I think with Biggie, there were some other things going on that wasn't Tom's style. Uh, I can't say exactly with Jalen Terry, but I know that the whole Spartan Nation was up in you know, up in arms at him decommitting. But, you know, for whatever reason, uh, there may be a thing with that. And I'll go as far as to say that, yeah, we did uh, hit, hit him with the breaking news when Imani, you know, made that. But I'm willing to say it may not be why reasons people think that he didn't com- – he decommitted. People, oh, he was never going to go to Michigan. He was going to the pros. No, nah, because I think that there's a possibility there was going to be – a challenge on who was going to be the alpha male of that incoming class. And when I say that, I speak to Jaden Atkins in that back and forth they had in the state of Texas when there's a little bit of clip. There's a clip that's out there. You know, you may have been able to see it where, you know, Jaden is coming down on the break. Defender is backing up. Imani's on the wing. And it could have been an oop, but Jaden decided to back it off, which Mm -hmm. I think was a good basketball play. And I'll Mm -hmm. go as further to say, for those who haven't seen the clip, it could have been a play that saved, saved not only Imani's career, but his life because there was a potential that he could have got undercut if they would have tried to put an alley-oop in play. Jaden backs it out, makes a good basketball play and scores, and immediately Imani's body language is negative. And I think that led to a little back and forth with them, but just also realizing that Jaden Aiken still was going to be coming to Michigan State, which by all – you know, rationale, we know he's going to be coming. Imani Bates wasn't going to be able to come there because there was going to be conflict on who the alpha was going to be. And I think that's a theory uh, where they get a lot of legs. It might get a lot of legs now since I'm talking about it on Tate's take. It might get a whole lot of legs, you know what I'm saying? But that could be the reason why compared to saying that he never was going to touch a college campus. Yeah, you said so many different things there and, and with saying all of that. No, and it's perfectly fine because that's what you're here for. I rather I want to get somebody that's down there that's right there in that East Lansing area and got this relationship with Tom and these different players and always in these press conferences and so forth. Obviously, nobody better than Lindsey Huzzleston you, uh, to bring and do that. And, and and I will say this much, you know, there's still uh, a, a lot of uh, uh, onion to unfold, a lot of layers from the onion to unfold and to unravel uh, from this whole situation. Um, and and you mentioned something about Jaden Akins. Uh, so that led to my next question, as you can see it there at the bottom of the ticker. What do you, how much of, and of course, this is more than anything, probably a lot of hypotheticals. What is the percentage that you think that, uh, that Imani Bates' decision was based off of considering the dust up with Jaden Akins that you just spoke on. Now we know it could be so many different things, but particularly that piece, how much do you believe that that, what percentage do you believe that that had to do with this decision? How can I put it, man? That's an excellent question. No doubt. Um, But it's almost like if you unattractive, 
you got to be nice. So what do I mean by that? You can't be ugly and mean at the same time. So if there was already a question, if Imani was going to come, Jaden didn't help it none. Oh, you see what I'm saying? So when we get into percentages, I do want to answer your question. I do want to be as concise. I would say it's safe to say that 51% of that played into Jaden being there. It could have been some other things. I ain't sure, but that put it over the top. And I'll say this, uh, Elgin, shout out to uh, Imani's dad. At the end of the day, he's ours. Elgin is ours. Now, what do I mean by that? Imani, as he hits this mainstream media, and as you get all this vitriol back and forth about him decommitting, because you do have many in the Spartan fan base, and probably any fan base for that matter, Deshaun, that if you decommit, oh, man, your face is on the dartboard. You know what I'm saying? They treating you like the, the, the Houston Astros. They booing you every time they see you just because. But my concern about that is the difference between you being a fan and those nasty racial undertones that come into play when you got a young black male whose career is being led by his dad. Uh, and I won't even say uh, 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 ball 2.0. As in, you know, uh, you know, the ball brother. I won't say that because I think there was a lot of negativity that goes that. In my experience with Elgin is Elgin is trying to do the best for his son. But I just think it's important to know that, man, that despite all these things that he's doing that's groundbreaking, starting his own school for his son that we kind of just kind of glossed over as a, as a sports community. We didn't even think nothing about that. He put he, he did all those things that we talk about in the barbershop that he should have did. Correct. Yeah, now, what he should have yeah. did, he should he should have just got his own school. He did yeah. that. He what did he should have did, he should have just got Nike to get him his own team. He did that. What he, he should have did, did, you know, he did all this stuff. So now he's in a situation that because of the public scrutiny, everybody's on him. He made a move. And I won't even say that he made a move with decommitting. How crazy would it be, Deshaun? I don't want to get ahead of your questions. I, I know you always got some questions ready in that notebook. How crazy if he goes to the other school in the state of Michigan? How crazy if he goes started. down? I'm just saying, how crazy. And then I don't know how how much, and I don't want to put random rumors out on a, on a platform, but I will say I did see a note saying that supposedly his dad's car was at Michigan's, uh, you know, in, in, at the basketball office like the day after the dust-up happened. Random, but as you start piecing things together, he was offered a scholarship from the mm -hmm. University of Michigan, and that is in his hometown. And lastly, I'll say this, last thing I'll say on this topic, at least until you ask some more, why did you commit to Michigan State? Because they've been showing me love since the eighth grade. How long has Jawan Howard been there? How long was it a thought? When Imani was in the eighth grade, was there any thought that Jawan Howard was going to be the national coach of the year and coach of the Michigan Wolverines? Now, all this stuff has happened, the Jaden Aikens dust up and all this kind of stuff, and now uh, 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 Juwan is there, swagged out, and that's right around the way from where he lives. And last thing, last thing, last thing, who's to say that there's a pro opportunity waiting for you, Monty? There's a lot of things that have to fall in place. Why He still, his best situation may be, I need to go somewhere and play college basketball for a year to get myself together, and man, if I could just do it in my hometown, in my backyard, Ipsy, Michigan, Juwan Howard, come mm -hmm. on, man. It's funny that you say that because um, I was, I, I, I've been uh, under of the impression that 
I'm not even just under the impression. I've actually been told this, that Imani's dad and sure, I don't understand it correct or not, but Imani's Imani and Imani's dad has had a relationship with Jawan already before Jawan even became the coach at the University of Michigan. This is dating back to Jawan's playing days. So I think that you're spot on in some ways. Some people might say, oh, that's crazy. That's ridiculous. And I think that it would be great. It would be something for Michigan State, who's more of the predominant or the more consistent or whatever you want to call it, basketball program over the course of X amount of years, with the exception of one, two or three years or whatever, what have you. Um, I think that it would be great for Michigan for Michigan State to embrace that in the event that something like that happens. Michigan already has the number one recruiting class in the country coming in next year. Michigan has already had a, a little bit of a leg up uh, or uh, have a lot more reason as it stands today on Cinco de Mayo of year 2021 to feel more confident in the position that they're in as a program going into next year. Already feeling that re reason to feel that optimism and that positivity over Michigan State in many ways, uh, not just based off of even just the year that they had just this past year. Uh, so I, I think that there's a lot, you know, Michigan State haven't, hasn't been really in too many positions as it compares to the University of Michigan uh, to uh, where they feel like they are uh, a underdog this deep uh, in the event. Now, that's regardless of whether Imani steps on campus at the University of Michigan or not, if I'm just being honest. I mean, that's just where we are. But I think that that's still good for Michigan State and obviously good for both programs, Michigan being included. Um, I want to throw this uh, out there to you as well, just to inform the people what we're talking about. As you can see it there at the bottom, number one ranked high school player for the year of 2022, the Phenom himself, Imani Bates, Ipsy Prep, decommits from Michigan State last week. So we're here stepping in with Lindsey Huddleston to talk uh, with us a little bit about that. And like you said, got his own school. Listen, one thing I want to make sure that we get out the way before we go any further, Lindsey, is I want to give some credit to Elgin, similar to what you just did. Because before anything, we got to give credit to the black man who's in his son's life and stand by his side, no matter what. I don't care where he chooses to go to school. I don't care if he doesn't choose to go to school and he goes the international route. If he exercises the option at, you know, at the G League, Ignite. I don't care if it's NBA, if they all of a sudden open up the new rule uh, tomorrow tonight okay i don't care if he's exercising his opportunity at uh at, 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 at overtime elite which is essentially a social media platform that now has put together a league that gives high school players between the ages of 16 and 18 the opportunity to get paid to play high school basketball whatever that case may be we have to give credit and acknowledge a man who's there for his son because as you know being a black man, sometimes it doesn't always equate to having the best of uh, of 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 um, I'm trying to think of the word that I'm looking for here, uh, reputations, if you will. So yeah. I want to make sure that I give some credit to Elgin for that, because he appears to really be behind his his, his son on this one. Um, let's jump into. Uh, let's let, let's jump into this right here. I, I, I want to take a little bit of a of a dive into this right here with you. Um, what should, what could, or what currently does this mean for Michigan State and their program just 
as broad as painting with a broad brush as much as can be, what does this mean for this program right now? Well, that's an excellent question. And, and what it makes me do, it, it makes me jump into Tom Hizzo's head. Tom Hizzo's okay. head. It makes okay. me jump into the Michigan State locker room. It made me jump into the huddle. And I think what he's going to do, he's going to build upon his mantra from last season. And even the season before that, that dealt with the tragedy of uh, Cassius losing his brother. And then we had, you know, the unexpected nature of COVID. And then even last season being, you know, one of his toughest seasons, period. Let's not even get around that. Matter of fact, he was on my, my question to him in a press conference was repeated by Dan Dockage, one of your guests on ESPN, when Tom said, I don't give a damn what people think about where this program is going. So he's going to he's gonna circle the wagons, first of all, you know, and he's going to tell them, look, uh, if Imani's not there, which clearly he's not going to be there, he said, listen, this is who we are. This is what we got. You know, so many of his players have transferred and gone into the portal, so we don't even know what that team is going to look like. But I really don't see him going too far from the most recent talking points he had this past season by saying it's all about everybody that's right here. It's all about everyone's right here. So what does that mean for Michigan State? I mean, Michigan State is still a destination, man. It's going to be a destination as long as Tom Izzo is there. It's going to be a destination whenever Tom Izzo transitions because he has done his job in establishing uh, Michigan State. And I can't say a blue blood, and you've been really good with resurrecting that terminology and you know, absolutely sharing that with you know, all these uh, basketball aficionados throughout. But I would say that Michigan State is an official new blood. It's a new blood, man. It's like you can't mess around. Stay at our facilities in both basketball and football. The alumni go keep coming back. How many programs have an alumni locker room where you can have uh, NBA champion Draymond Green coming in? You know, you got other players that have accomplished so much going in. So what does this mean for Michigan State? I just think that the one advantage it gives, and you may say I have this optimistic outlook. Maybe it's just me wearing my sports psychology hat. I think it gives them advantage because nobody's expecting anything out of them right now. I mean, Imani Bate decommit, okay, national championship out the window. Nobody's expecting anything out of them. So if you're able to put together this team that includes portal transfers, you know, the Gabe Browns of the world, and all these people. So, again, now Michigan State is, again, the underdog. For decades, that's where Michigan State has operated best. So uh, lastly, I'll say I remember posing a question to Tom that I was alluding to when I said, you know, do you find yourself fighting not just for wins but for the Michigan State brand? And his, his response to was that if one down season means I'm fighting for the brand, you know, it was like it wasn't nothing to begin with. So he said he don't care. So he's been in this space before. Um, if we underestimate him, I think it'll be to our uh it'll be more of our problem in the media and out here as fans if you underestimate him. And at the end of the day, man, people still want to go play for Michigan State. And he's done a great job with making uh lemonade out of lemons, like that lemonade you claim you're sipping on over there. Speaking of <laughs> throat got a little parched. Little little parched throat. Okay, little make sure parched. you take care of that. Take care of that. <laughs> Uh, let me say this. And I, I, one thing that I, I do want to do is, besides the fact, because I heard you mention Gabe Brown. I told somebody this the other day. I said, dude, this dude is poor. He has every bit of Maurice Ager in him, I believe, from a shooting standpoint, pure, 
from an athleticism standpoint. Not only that, but I think that this is going to be a team that's going to be playing with a chip on their shoulder, and they're going to go out there and have a little something to prove, no matter if that's against Michigan or someone within the Big Ten. And I know that they're going to be playing in a battle for Atlantis over in uh, in the Bahamas as well. Um, later on in the year when the season kicks the tips back off, rather. Uh, but let me ask you this. Before we start getting into the other side of our, the other portion of uh, of the show, uh, which is the quick release segment, um, tell me if, 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 if Lindsay Huddleston, you know, we got a lot of people who are maybe sometimes overanalyzing this Imani Bates situation, or you got a lot of Spartan fans that are kind of in panic mode, if you will. Before we get into that, I want to make sure I mention one thing to these Spartan fans. These are my message. What we're not going to do is we're not going to bash Imani Bates for the decision that he has decided to make for himself, for his family. I would hope and But it's so easy to do it. It's so easy to hate on him. I know. I know. Imani, bad. Boo. It's just easy to do, right? And I can only imagine they can come up with so many different things in that end zone in the event that they're allowed to sit back. He probably don't want to play in the Big Ten just for that. Dude, I'm trying to tell, but you know what? If I'm him, I would embrace that. If that's how, regardless, regardless, here's my thing. We're not going to turn this into a bashy money based thing. Cause this is, this is my message for the fans. The things that I don't particularly like is the fan base that when Imani base decided that, Hey, in the event that I play for Michigan state, I'm sorry, in the event that I do go to college. And these were essentially his words, paraphrasing, of course, in the event that I do play in college and, and, and go to that route, then my commitment is going to be to Michigan State. Now, here's my thing. You, everybody was up in arms. Everybody's hey, hey, like, like Fat Albert and the Cosby, because they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were like. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. Uh, with, with, but with that being said, when he decides that he that he doesn't want to go to Michigan State, then you bash him. I'm not really happy with that at all because that shows me, if I'm Imani, that you weren't really on my side to begin with. I would hope and pray that if Tate's take decided to shut down shop, go a different direction. Never, go rival, never, no. What, of course not. But in the event that that would be the case, I would hope that I got the full blessings from everybody and we know that that's probably really unrealistic but i wish him nothing but the best personally from a man standpoint from from a man to a man from black man to a black man you name it okay here's my thing i want to know from lindsay before we get into the next segment i want to know from lindsay huddleston what is lindsay's message to the fans as it relates no matter what imani based decision is because you know they're panicking. What is what is Lindsey Huddleston's message to the diehard Spartan Nation? Wow, man. You man, you man, you good at what you do. Because when you talk about, you know, fair weather fans and not necessarily for the program, but how they feel about an individual, I would say those fans that want to bash Imani Bates, like, can you really call yourself fans? And here's why I say that. Because to your point, when they got the message that of all the colleges in the country, Imani Bates wanted to make this home, that said a great thing about you as a program and as you as a fan. Mm-hmm. But now he's decided for whatever personal reason he decided not to go. And who knows, may not even go to college. He's no longer with you. And if you can't say 
Can't wait to see you in the, the tournament. We can't wait. to. If you can't say anything more than that, I question what your fandom is really based on. I don't consider your fandom being based on being a true lover of the sport. Mm-hmm. And I would just say simply, oh, you took it from fan to making it personal. So mm-hmm. I just question where you really are. And I would say people like that, you're fair weather. When he was coming your way, when he chose you out of the crowd, he said, I want you. And you was all loving him. But then when you say, I got to go, you bust him in the head with something as he walk out. But how do you keep them calm from pushing this panic button as they're concerned about what's taking place, not only for next year, not only for the year after that would have been Imani's year to come in, but even going forward as it relates to uh, some of these players that are right there on the edge of choosing Michigan State, another program, and then they choose the other program or whatever the case may be. How do you keep them on that straight and narrow? What do you tell them to kind of hone them uh, 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 into understanding? My thing is, it's Tom Izzo. This is the guy that you've been putting all this faith and trust in, in January, February, Izzo, Mar- April, May. What are you saying to them to keep them calm from pushing the panic button? Mine, my answer is Tom Izzo, the guy that you've been putting faith in this entire time, especially when it comes down to that time of the year. What does Lin- What does Lindsay say? I say it's nothing you can say because fan is sure for a fanatic, and they gone. They are mm-hmm. they gone until next time. You can't please them. You're going to have a small segment to your point that I say, hey, man, we got time is a relax and chill, but that is going to be the vocal minority, the vocal minority. But for the most part, those caught up in the fandom, I don't think they have enough institutional knowledge and experience to say play it cool because a lot of these fans are the kids that are on campus, kids that are most recently removed. Now, people who've been around the program for years and years have been following. They may say, man, well, we're okay. But when you talk about that rabbit fan, to that point of the beautiful photo you have as a backdrop for our discussion with the Breslin Center. No doubt. Them, them lower bowl cats, there's nothing you can say because they're so caught up in the emotion of we had you and now we don't have you. I mean, it's the same emotion. They're just going in a different direction. So uh, I probably would have gave you a different answer six months ago, but okay, being around some people with the program and talking to some people who have – long-term experiences coaching they say you really can't please them man you got to just show up with a great product and try to win to try to calm them down it's not gonna work for that kind of fan let me do this as we get ready to transition uh we got my dude lindsey huddleston founder and consultant in case you're just joining us of sports psychology solutions called sps for those of you who don't know or have been living under a rock Follow him on social media. You see it there at the bottom of the ticker. We don't have to go through the whole thing. Follow him on Twitter, IG, YouTube, dudes all over the place, especially if you're a Spartan fan, even if you're not. Uh, dudes in all the pressers and so forth and asking the greatest, most intelligent Man, questions. And when I say dude is very intellectual, but listen, you can't be no founder and consultant of anything psychological, <laughs> okay, without being intelligent, okay? I appreciate that. I- we talking about IQ. We talking about my dude, Lindsey Huddleston. So he's he, he wears Thank many you, hats. Dude, dude is an amazing person on top of that and very, very smart. Do yourself a favor and give him a follow. And now what I want to do is I want to welcome you in to another portion uh, of, of our show, okay? 
and it is called quick release. And I think that we've done this before, but I think that I'm going to explain it to you just one more time so that we can have a clear understand or a clear overstanding, if you will. I know you like that one right there, Lens. A clear overstanding as to exactly how quick release works. So essentially this was it is. There's a couple questions for the most part, rapid fire. Feel free to make yourself comfortable and elaborate if you want to on any of the questions. If not, just take your time on however fast or slow that you would like to answer these questions. Now, before I, I get up out of here, make, make sure I let people know, this is the victory for MSU, okay? The, the, this is the victory for MSU Simmons, so that's why you see the Michigan State stuff in the background, talking about Imani Bates and all that good stuff. Quick release here with Deshaun Tate on Tate's Take with Lindsey Huddleston, putting them on the hot seat like the fries at Mickey D's underneath the heat lamp for just a quick second. Sponsored by Exotics by Curtis Smith. Look good, feel good, play great. Um, listen, as it relates to that, you know, this is, this is a, a whole new meaning to health is wealth. We're not you doing the bar soaps and the, and, and the lotions and the alcohols and all that kind of stuff anymore. We're retiring all of that stuff, Vaseline and everything else. Go and pick up the products. Trust me, I've been living by this stuff daily, faithfully for over a year. We're even going to have Lindsay talk about some of this stuff here for a second, just a second. Exoticsproducts.com. Do yourself a favor. Do your skin a favor. You'll feel the difference. I must warn you, these products do contain tons of nothing but positive energy and, and and just exploding with confidence i promise you i wouldn't lie to you i swear to you make sure when you do purchase these products at the tail end just before checkout you go and be like lindsay lindsay did the exact same thing go put your discount code in tate's take t-a-t-e-s-t-a-k-e do yourself a favor you also get 15 percent off you're welcome now uh let me go to my first question for you, Lens, because I want to be able to give the people. Um, uh, let's start with this one. Okay, let's let's let let's start with this one. Here we go. What kind of recruiting flexibility does this decision by Imani Bates give with MSU, obviously with another scholarship available? What do you think that they do with this? Which direction do you think they'll go? It's obvious Tom hasn't really been the guy so much that indulges in the indulges in the transfer portal. Right. We see a guy coming in right. already this year. Which way do you think that they go with that? And, and, and how good of a thing is that that they actually have that opportunity now? Great question. Great question, indeed. Um, I would say to that, I shouldn't say hopefully because I know Tom Izzo and his great staff, they are not uh, as fanatical as the fans are. They kind of got it together. So though the fans may be reeling, oh, we don't have Imani, he's thinking like, man, just a season ago, all my scholarships were full. Now I got some flexibility. So basically, yeah, I may not have the number one commit in the class of 2022, but I can get anybody I want right now. Aaron <laughs> yeah. Henry's leaving. Josh is not coming back to exercise another year. So those are two more in addition. If, if I didn't know, Foster Lawyer is peacing out. Uh, Thomas Kithy is gone. My man Rock Rock is gone. Rocket is out. So look at all this flexibility that I have. So I would think that what they have to realize is, man, at the end of the day, you know, to quote something from politics, you know, when you see all these lawn signs out, that doesn't mean that's the person that's going to win the race. Because guess what? Lawn signs don't vote. 
Now, bringing it back to basketball, man, just because you got the top recruits, Tom will be the first one to say this. It's not the best players that win. It's the team that plays the best. It's not the best players that win. It's the team that plays. And Tom has told me that, and I get that. And you have to think about that. Yeah, best player, best player, best player. But if they don't come together as a team Mm -hmm. to play, you're not going to have success. So I think – Tom, now that I think about it, man, your questions really helped me there, and i wrap it up on this. He's really at an advantage because, let's be clear, and I got numb love for uh, Elgin, uh, you know, uh, base as well, but dealing with Imani, it was going to be a bigger situation to deal with. And though Tom is good with dealing with big personalities, it's not necessarily his preference, but I don't think his ego or his legacy will allow him to pass up on that opportunity. Now that Imani is gone, he's not going to be here. He doesn't have to deal with those personalities, let's, that, let's be honest, that may be just as popular as he is. I didn't say more popular, but just as popular. So now he's going to be able to put together a team that's going to be under the radar, under expectations, and maybe be able to overproduce. Why do you think it is that <clears throat> obviously when Imani decided to go to, uh, to, to commit to Michigan State, and he prefaced it, of course, by saying, you know, in the event that I do play college basketball, it will be at Michigan State. And now that he is decommitted from Michigan State, why do you think he's still leaving open that opportunity to play elsewhere outside of just professionally, i.e. G League and or international level? Why is he opening it up to other collegiate programs? Recently, Memphis has just offered Texas, another team, Tennessee, I'm pretty sure Kentucky isn't far behind. If You know, it, it doesn't take a, a, a Ivy League degree to figure that one out, being considering the coach. Why do you think that he did that? And it, essentially, it kind of feels a little bit like a slap in the face if your time is on Michigan State. No, strategy, man. And this is when you got to credit Elgin. This is when you got to credit his dad, man. I mean, this is his dad saying, listen, man, let's let's be strategic. And I think this is what pisses people off about what's happening with Imani because he's playing a corporate game. He's leaving himself open. See, we would be mad if Imani went on and did some stupid stuff or, or did some, 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 you know, on the corner type stuff. And we were like, oh, man, like, oh, no, Elgin is kind of moving like a boss right now. And that's what's pissing people off because you see this young brother and you can relate to him from a cultural standpoint. But he moving like a corporation. We see the cultural connection, but he moving corporate. He leaving himself open. He got everybody on their toes. He's forcing people. He's forcing Chris Beard, who just got the Texas job, like, man, I got to go off Imani Bates. He got yeah. everybody moving all around the country and not knowing what his next move is going to be. I'll give you a quick football analogy to try to connect. Aaron okay. Rodgers, right? Aaron yeah. Rodgers say, the Packers, I'm straight on you. I'm not playing. He's saying, by the way, I can host Jeopardy. 48 days out the week, out yep. the year, all I got to do is take 48 shows. So what is he doing? He put in the Packers on notice. Now, look, cuz, I got another opportunity. That's like breaking up with your lady and showing up with another beautiful woman. Yeah. But look, I'm good. So to your point, I think we cannot downplay the strategy that Elgin is taking as he leaves his son by saying, look, son, you're not going to close ourselves off to nothing. Because right now, guess what? Can you tell me Imani's next move? It's excellent. 
Anything that can leave Deshaun Tate speechless is a power move. Because in all fairness and all due respect, we don't know. So that can't know. do anything but work to Imani's benefit. Because as soon as they can pigeonhole you, mm -hmm. as soon as they, they can will. lock you in on something, they soon will. they can kind of – that's when they jam you up. But now everybody got to show their show they best face. They got they got to they got to play their best hand mm -hmm. and, and, and kudos and I think that's the part I mean when I got to say he's still ours, he still belongs to the culture and we still should embrace him and understand him. and even for those who may know Elgin and say he comes across a certain kind of way and I would just say that Elgin comes across committed to nobody but his son. I say you know show love to him. I got love for Elgin. I've had experience with him over the years. He know how we get down. And I'm proud of him for doing that, but just do whatever you can uh, for Imani's sake. And um, the last thing I want to say to this too, Elgin and others make a lot of comments that, you know, hey, be careful what you say. He's just a kid. No question, no doubt. But I'll say this on Tate's take first. I say you, you got to realize he's playing in a grown man's world. And I'm not even talking about the basketball level. What he's leveraging with these schools with these potential endorsements in the future, with these contracts, this is big boy stuff. So it's going to be very hard to look at him as a baby-faced kid mm. when he's leveraging major corporate opportunities for millions of dollars in the future. So with that being said, is it fair? No. But fame blinds us to being able to see these guys as children and not necessarily corporate entities. Dude, to have the opportunity to maybe make a couple dollars off the overtime elite or decide to go to college and exercise the NIL name, image, and likeness, or maybe go the international route, get a couple millions over there, or maybe even go the G League route where I'm not sure if the 500, 500K that Jalen Green just got is the cap or not, but in the event that it's not, I would only imagine that it would be bare minimum one whole M uh in the event that he can go that route uh to to the uh to the g league i mean who knows exactly what's gonna happen let me ask you this real quick before we only got probably about two or three more questions left um ultimately when it's all said and done in your heart in Lindsay's heart which way do you think that imani is gonna land and where is he gonna be playing basketball you know i don't want to be short-sighted in this answer but just as you named all those other opportunities, it can easily be any of those that you name outside of him playing collegiate basketball. But I think what I see is the best, that if he can go and play one year of basketball, that can be good. But what concerns me about that is the potential for being exposed on some things that he needs to work on. And that's when we get into a rough spot with uh, Elgin, Bates, and company. Because Elgin is very uh, critical of those who are critical of his son. Most recently, an ESPN reporter made reference to some of Imani's shot selections being poor shot selections. In all fairness, I think it's a fair assessment to make, especially when you're considered this top person uh, in your class. Uh, I didn't see it beyond that. That was just my take. So my concern is as much as I think that he would benefit from one year at a strong college program, my concern also is the exposure factor. Because let's be honest, man, they was getting at him, man, throughout this past prep year. From what I recall, every time I saw Ypsilanti Prep playing a game, it was, they weren't dominating. And yep. in many cases, they were losing. I can't tell you what their record is. And I say this, that just as I say he's ours, that still gives me the right to be able to say, hey, this is how I feel. 
and, and without no gag order. And I think Absolutely. one thing I relates I've always had with Elgin is being straight up. And we've had our back and forth. So anyway, what am I getting at? It'll be great for him to play college basketball. I think I think that'd be the greatest space. But I think Imani has gotten such a high profile that there will be such a hyper scrutiny. A hype, I'm talking about a hyper scrutiny on everything he does. There may be a concern that it may affect his draft stock. So maybe he's going to have to go somewhere and be somewhat semi off the radar to where it's not like you can turn on Big Ten Network and see him play. You can turn on, you know, uh, national news and see him, but he's playing somewhere else. So to answer your question, to get to the point, man, giving credit to Elgin, I think he wants to open up the recruiting and leverage that until he gets an opportunity to sign a deal somewhere. And half a million dollars don't sound bad for a year before you get ready to go to the pros. So my answer is uh, he's going to play the recruiting process out all over again, and he's going to sign somewhere for some financial benefit in the immediate future. Sounds good to me. You know what? I, you mentioned a couple things, and obviously uh, he does look significantly different from playing at Lincoln than he did playing at MC Prep, and obviously playing better competition uh, makes a huge difference in a lot of that too, obviously. Uh, but the shot selection at times was definitely very questionable, uh, a, a little, uh, quite a bit of some one-on-one -on -one ball, and I can't always tell you that the body language looked the way that I would have liked it to look, especially considering the fact that we would have been expecting him to be on the Michigan State campus, and maybe uh, with what you're talking about in terms of too many alphas and so forth, and there can only be one alpha dog and whatnot, and you know not only the kind of uh, coach that Tom Izzo is, but the man that he is and the way that he coaches his schemes and systems and how hungry you have to be and a dog and everything else all across the board. There's no question about it. There's only one coach at Michigan State. There's not the coach and then the parent or anything like that. So with that being said, let me ask you this. Is it crazy to think that Imani Bates' decision could actually end up benefiting Michigan State's program more in the long run? I got to say yes, man, and this is tough. This is one of those comments that once it gets out to the world, I'm probably going to end up being uh, in a room with somebody having a back and forth with this, you know what I'm saying? And whether this is a Tom Izzo or an Elgin Bates or someone who's a big supporter, but the fact that we got our own platform, we're supposed to say what we feel. I think so because I don't think Tom was ready to deal with what was going to come with that. And a lot of this is not to say – uh, at fault of Imani. Now, it's funny you mentioned, um, I know we got just a few moments. I think it's important to mention body language. I was in a practice years ago, and um, then now Phoenix Suns head coach uh, Monty uh, was there along with uh, some other individuals, and they talked about body language. And Tom Mizzle would always tell Jaron Jackson Jr., it's your poor, Monty Williams, that is, it's your poor body language that's going to drop your draft stock. So that was one thing he had to work on. And I think another thing that was going to be a challenge is at those Michigan State games, unless Imani put on blinders that a Clydesdale wear, yeah. if he was going to look up in them stands and look at his dad yeah, and not look at Tom Izzo, sure. there was going to be some furniture moving around there. And it's very <laughs> like that was going to happen because for all Imani's career – his dad has been there. And I don't care how much you coach somebody to say, no, don't look at me during the games, dog. It's going to be a natural response to what's going on. So, yeah, it benefits this program. I think Tom wanted to be able to bring him in. Why wouldn't you want the best player in that class to come? But for me knowing Tom, 
after a while, that will wear on him, man. And, and after a while, he's not going to want to hear a player's name said more than him. Am I saying Tom got an ego? Yeah, we all got egos, but it just sure. doesn't fit his style. And I think that's fair. I don't think that's double talk. I don't think that's uh, 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 covering for him. But Tom don't get Tom is blue collar and it's everybody. Imani was going to bring another level of celebrity that, quite frankly, Michigan State has not had. I don't care what you say about the players that have come and gone and gone to do great things, but why they were sure. there? No. Sure. And that's just part of it. Dude, um, that's. In, in conclusion to all of this, obviously we're doing all of this for a reason uh, for the quick release segment with Lindsey Huddleston. Again, as you know, sponsored by Exotics, by Curtis Smith. Look good, feel good, play great. A whole new meaning to health is wealth and all that good stuff. Um, you had the opportunity, which I definitely want to just, I can't thank you enough. Uh, uh, just the gratitude and everything that, that you've shown. Um, overly thankful, appreciative, and grateful for your contributions to the show. And you exercise the opportunity to get your 15% off and, and purchase some of these products. I have to say it. Uh, thank you so much. Dude, you were the first person, actually, to okay. do this, man. And, and, and that means that means more than you know uh, 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 to me. But I want to get your take a little bit on, um, I, I know you haven't had these products very long, but over the time that you have, what have you seen any differences? Uh, uh, what has these products specifically done for you when you've been purchasing through Exotics? Uh, what, what, what kind of difference has they made for you? Okay, well, in the time that we have, first of all, I'll say Curtis, I'll say we on a first name basis because I got a nice note from him after I made the purchase. I appreciate that. That was a nice touch. Curtis, man, look out for this dude because this dude sold water to a well with me. He called me one day and said, hey, dog, I got something for you. I said, Deshaun, what you got for you? He said, I'm just trying to tell you, man. And he made, he had me, he got to talking about Hollywood and South Beach and how it could just change my life. And I'm like, dude, I don't really get moved by stuff, but he had me kind of <laughs> nervous. I'm like, man, I got to kind of get on this. So check it out, though. Real talk. At the time. I hurt myself, man. I blew out my Achilles. You know this. So I'm kind of down right now. And, and self-care is very important, man. So as I'm working through my wound and healing myself, I went and made the purchase off the love for my man. I made the purchase, right? You know, got me one right here. But I got worried. Because after I started rubbing this stuff in, I would start looking around. I was like, what happened if I run out? Yeah. What happened if I, 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 I'm smelling good, feeling good, I don't got no more? So I went yeah. and got another one, right? Ooh, <laughs> critical. Game changer. Wait, hey. wait, 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 wait. Life changer. Hey, I said, I'm not going to get caught slipping out here because yeah. this stuff is good. And I and, and uh, I said, let me go and order some more and have it. So I'm very happy with the product. And on this very serious note, and everything else I said was authentic. But I'm trying. I mean, my, my leg has been in a cast for weeks. Yeah. So... I don't want to just throw anything on there as I try to repair my body and try to get myself back to a point. Like, I haven't been able to take a full-on shower. I mean, maybe that's TMI because no. I've, I've been incapacitated. You're in the cast. Yeah, you're in the cast. Now the cast was off right before the broadcast, and guess what I got on with? So yeah. Exotics is very 
a great product. I'm happy to support it, not because of the origin of it, not because it's supporting my man, but I really feel like it's a product that speaks to me as a black man in America. And I feel empowered. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm looking at the brand. I got the nice note from Curtis. Nice touch. I got the sprays, and if I wasn't on crutches, I would go and show you the sprays. I got the face sprays and all blue that. Water. Blue yeah, water. Yeah, come on, man. Game yeah. changer. Blue water. Get your blue water. Yeah, and I hope y'all take my word for it. I just showed you two of these, so you know if I say I got two of more of them, I just can't get two of them because I'm in the cast right now. <laughs> but no, nah, man, I think it's a great thing. Uh, last thing I'll say is that I know you get all kind of opportunities, man, to support different kind of brands, but I know that you chose that this is the brand you want to go with because it aligned with where you are. And I think it's very important that when there are brands that speak to us, that we can get behind and look at us, man, mama, we made it. We out here supporting other brands, you know, on your platform, talking about my platform and all that we're doing. And this is us doing it, talking about Imani Bates and Elgin Bates and how they're making moves. And the whole industry don't know what he going to do, but the whole industry going to respond. So I wish that everybody had the same experience for exotics, for you, Deshante. And I know you want to wish the same for me, but I'm very happy with the product. Uh, and I will continue to support the product uh, going forward. And uh, not only was I your first, but I was your second because I came right behind and got another one. <laughs> yeah, you did. You did. <laughs> yes, no, sir. That you did. No, that you did. And I think that's amazing, man. And, 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 you know, I think that's the most important thing. We can sit up here and talk basketball and this and that all day long, man. But I think the most important thing is, listen, young men putting themselves in positions. You know, that's the same thing that Imani and Elgin is doing, the same thing you're doing, I'm doing, Curtis Smith and this person and that person. So, um, like I said, I, I do appreciate that. And I always want to let people know. People say, well, you know, I'm not a fringers person. I got sensitive skin. There's options for that pure as well. This stuff is good, man, for just substitutions for alcohol and uh, all kind of, um, you know, just skin rescue products, preventing irritation, razor bumps, the whole nine. There are no excuses. And it's very inexpensive. So I tell people, don't just talk about uh, I'm supporting some on right now. Look, you're putting this on right now. That would put some on right now on that ball head. That'll change your life. And I know how I pitched it to you. I said, look. Hey, Lens, listen, man, just picture yourself walking down South Beach. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I you know was like, and you got the bikinis and all that. Uh, and they just look at what is that smell? I'm telling listen, I'm not, I'm not gonna go that far, but listen, but, li but, but <laughs> look at Liz, but listen, listen, I'm serious, man. Go and get yourself some of these products again. They get, I wish I was in a position to say, hey. Make you a purchase. It's all inexpensive and it's all good for you and your body. Give your body what it needs. Get your 15% off and all that good stuff. Thank me later. But even more so on top of that, I think one of the more important things is, is that don't just talk about supporting black business. A lot of people walking around here and just talking about doing that. Live black business. And that's just kind of where we're at with this right now. So um appreciate you, Lens, man. And, and no I, you know, I can get long winded. If I can't do nothing else good, I can talk. Linda will tell you that. But no, I appreciate Exotics for, you know, giving me this opportunity and getting behind my podcast personally. Again, ExoticsProducts.com. And don't forget Tate's Take for your 15%. Um, that's going to get ready to do it for us, man. But I, I do want to make sure that uh, I, I express how important it is, man, to um, have Lindsay on here with me and breaking this stuff down, man. Blessings to you, my brother. Pr nothing short of, 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 of prosperity 
um, to you going forward, my brother, man. And, and I thank do you. thank you for joining me when I get back home. We're going to have to have a couple lemonades. Uh, yeah. And we're going to have to hang out for a little bit, man. A few. When, when, when you coming up at the cast, bro? Uh, you know what? Uh, I got a boot that's coming and I got, I got a scooter on order. So I better kind of okay. move around on that boy. So, uh, okay. probably no drinking and driving on that scooter, but you can get me no to doubt. the crib and I'm straight. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Leave, leave, leave it up to me. Yeah. That's how I'm <laughs> going to do that. Uh, uh, <laughs> Lindsay Huddleston, man. Again, uh, thank you so much, man, for joining us, bro. Really appreciate it. Founder and consultant of Sports Psychology Solutions. SPS, people. SPS. Hashtag SPS. Follow him on Twitter, on IG, on YouTube, the whole nine. Follow this dude. He's going places. I know appreciate that for a you, fact because he's already being in places. All right, Thank so you, go bro. ahead and follow him. Thanks, Lens. Thanks for joining the program. No bro. doubt. All the time, man. Appreciate you. Absolutely. Don't mention it. That's my dude, Lindsey Huddleston, man. And you can be like Lens as well. Go and subscribe. Go and purchase your, your, your products by Exotics. Listen, you don't want this to be one of those products that – I'm telling you about in 2021, and then two, three, four, five years down the line, you're like, oh, that's what Tate was talking about. Yeah, that was it. But you missed the bus. You missed the whole wave. It went right right over your head. So don't want to be that person to do that. Make sure you also go and subscribe. Tate's Take the Podcast, anywhere that you find your favorite podcast. Also follow along on all social media platforms at Tate's Take Hoops, T-A-T-S-T-A-K-E-H-O-O-P-S, hashtag where basketball lives. Appreciate everybody for joining us. Make sure that you also leave uh, a review up to a five-star rating as well. And last but certainly not least on top of that, make sure that you tell your mama, tell your grandmama, tell your baby mama, tell your friend, tell your enemies where they can find the best, the most entertaining, the most informational, and the most educational basketball content on the planet in the form of a podcast. Takes take. Bye.